Well, I've come here this afternoon to interview Packer in Devon. What's your name, please? My name is Vita. Um, where is that name from? Uh, it means life in Latin. Um, so there was a famous gardener and poet called Vita Saxville West, and I'm kind of named after her. Um, Very good. That's yeah. what you were christened with. Uh, yeah, that's my, my name. <laughs> yeah. And where are you from originally? I'm from Norfolk. I'm a Norfolk girl. Whereabouts? Uh, in between Norwich and Fakenham in a little place called Great Witchingham. I know it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's where I was born, in a thatch cottage in Great Witchingham. Yeah. <laughs> and how have you ended up here in Devon? Um, so I come down and work here like part of the week, generally three to four days. Um, but I actually live in Radstock, like an old mining town in Somerset. Um, I moved to Bristol probably like five years ago and then moved to a site just outside of Bristol. And then um, Packer was looking for a female metal worker and some people suggested me, so we got in contact. So yeah, started working here last November. How many female metal workers are there? I know quite a few. I guess being a metal worker, you know who's around, but yeah, quite a good amount. Although it still surprises people when you say that you are. Um, yeah. It's good to see. It's really, really good to see. And you look really cool. You've got good clothing, your hair's dyed green, and you've got lots of tattoos. You really look the part. <laughs> like you're living it. So um, how did you get interested in metal work? Um, I've always been a maker and an artist, I guess. That's my, my dad's like a, an architect and mum's an art teacher. So when we were kids, it was always like, you make something of your board, especially growing up in the middle of absolutely nowhere um, in the countryside. So uh, I moved to Brighton to do an art foundation when I was 18 um, and eventually did a degree in design and craft. And when I started... I also lived in a vehicle and I needed a burner and um, someone was like, oh, I need a burner, go and talk to this guy, Mark. And uh, I did. And he was like, do you want to make it yourself? And I was like, fuck yeah. So he start, we just started hanging out and I made the burner and then we just kept hanging out and making stuff. So I, we just, yeah, he taught me loads of stuff, basically. We just made shit. Did great. you incorporate that in your college studies? Yeah, I mean, the degree was amazing, but it was pretty much like... Um, you'd get shown an example of something like this is how you run a bead of world and then you had to go and learn everything yourself. So you had to put the time in. So it was kind of perfect because I'd go to uni and then after hours, like at night, go and weld with him, have dinner, weld metal, make stuff. It was great. Really informal, but really like yeah, interesting and learnt a lot. And what specifically are you interested in in metal work? Um, I guess a whole variety of things. I'm a bit of a jack of all trades. Um, but with Packer in particular, I'm, yeah, I'm movement, moving things, mechanical. I've, I've already sort of spent time doing that myself, but with Packer, he involves like electronics and robotics, which is something I haven't got into. So that's one reason why I was particularly interested. Um, but I do write stuff. I also do etching. So I, I'm an, I'm an, I do liner cuts and I'm an artist as well. So it's like involving metal and drawing together is like something that really interests me. So, um, but I also like just doing really tidy, neat fabrication work as well, like precision working to a millimeter kind of thing. I don't know why, but it pleases me. <laughs> so a variety of things basically. Fascinating. Yeah, metal etching. Yeah, etching, drawing onto metal, mm. printing, is part of what you're doing with metal here. 
Well, in my own time, that's kind of what I, or what I was doing. The last year, I've just kind of been here doing this. I haven't had a chance to do my own stuff so much. But during lockdown, I was got really into print, printmaking. That became my sort of trailer home industry. Um, and sort of, yeah, I was doing a lot of liner cutting and stuff. I'd quite like to incorporate that into my metalwork when I get time to do my own stuff again. And what do you draw? Um, weirdly, my last big liner cut was a mixture of like Medusa and uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which was quite weird because then Packer got in contact saying, I've got this Medusa project. And I was like, oh, I've just done a liner cut that was like a woman with all like snaky kind of creatures in her hair and stuff. So it was quite... And you didn't know Packer had a Medusa? No, I didn't know what his newest project was going to be. I knew of Packer from years ago, but I, yeah, so it was strange timing, good timing. Really good. Yeah. What a great coincidence. Yeah. Synchronicity. <laughs> Um, what were you doing prior to working with Packer? Because it had just been locked down. Um, I was also, alongside doing my own liner cut kind of side business, where I was doing liner cuts and putting them onto fabric and patches and stuff. Um, I also was working in a, like doing fabrication in a sort of high-end furniture place like locally which was really cool um again like lots of precision and it was tig welding which i hadn't done much of so it was a good opportunity to do that for a year and yeah make high-end furniture so that's what i was doing and what are you working on from tomorrow with packer what's your next project so we're just about to start a project building a kind of eiffel tower-esque structure which is going to have a lot of packers fire instruments and park hands all over it so it's going to be um on the beach in great yarmouth which is near where i'm from so go home for a bit um but yes it's going to be kind of like an old school looking sort of uh triangulated structure um yeah just sort of with fire everywhere so we're going to start cutting the metal tomorrow and see how that goes and um how long do you envisage working with Packer in the future? What do you want to get out of this? Um, I feel like I'm um, yeah, constantly learning from him, which is amazing and invaluable, really. I guess it depends. There's the Medusa project is kind of ongoing, so it sort of depends on what he's got going on. It would be nice at some point to, like before I was doing a few days a week, to then have the other days of a week to work on my own stuff, because otherwise I'll spend all my life working on other people's things, so I need to start my energy into my own things as well alongside working with him hopefully so the two can feed into each other would be ideal what ideas do you have for your own metal work like I was kind of I mean you know when you spend so long working on other people's stuff you almost don't even have time to think about your own stuff because I also am in bands and I do like aerial things and I do so many things sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm actually doing <laughs> but um but I, I was kind of feel like I want to integrate yeah maybe like the liner cutting and then maybe etching some of the liner cuts onto metal and then making like moving sculptures that have images etched into them or something. So kind of all my work can become one somehow. But so they're all moving and maybe images come into view and then move out or I, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, like a 3D kind of way of viewing an artwork, I guess. Yeah. Amazing. What kind of music do you play in the bands? Uh, the current band is like thrash metal punk kind of thing which I play guitar in um so yeah so we are two of like oh so three of my like best mates sky mates and we were in like a band yeah it's cool lots of fun high energy gigs yeah it was like a lockdown project that we, we sort of started in lockdown and then 
been gigging since then. So. You're busy. Yeah. Yeah, really busy. <laughs> Crazy sometimes. Yeah. Can we talk about happiness, please? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, have you always been a happy person? Are you happy right now? I'm generally pretty happy. Generally, la- it's hard to not be laughing most of the time. I have down periods, like everyone. Sometimes, like, being a human and being left on your own with your own brain is a bit much. But I kind of... I'm, I think I'm quite easygoing, really. I can get quite down, but then I forget that I ever was down and then just get on with stuff, I guess. I don't like to wallow too much. Um, and also, do you know what? I'm busy all the time, and that is actually because my coping mechanism with myself is to always be making and keep busy. As soon as I'm not busy, I'm a fucking nightmare. Like, I hate myself. I'm a nightmare. I'm a, like, down, down, down. So if i just always doing stuff, I can't be upset I think that's the thing of being a maker I need like physical proof of my worth every day so I create stuff and I'm like I made this well done you it's like me just like giving myself little little sort of um yeah tokens like oh well done you did something so that's probably why I make stuff all the time and why I'm always productive and busy I might moan about being busy but it's actually my coping mechanism for life do you know where that comes from at all have you ever thought about going backwards and was there any part of your life before that has made you like this now? Um, I mean, like I mentioned, my parents are really creative and I grew up in the countryside just surrounded by sheep fields and barely any neighbours so, and no shops within walking distance. So if you wanted to... you just I was just busy all the time, just making. I'd always be in my own world making or playing in the river or climbing trees, like kind of proper little country upbringing. So I guess it was normal to be like never bored it wasn't really a thing to be bored we were just always making stuff or drawing or something um I do remember there's been times in my life when I've you know been traveling or gone you know gone somewhere and I don't have all my things with me like that to be able to make stuff and actually I realized after a while I get fucking bored and like realize that I'm not that happy and it's because I don't have an outlet um so I need to have an outlet I need to like even when I'm away and I'm taught like I was been touring with ex-boyfriends around like Asia and stuff and it's all amazing and every day is actually great but I realize I'm not actually happy and it's kind of because I'm not creating as much as I want to be maybe um so yeah and then that makes when I then get home I'm just like bam straight into busy life and I'm suddenly happy again so it's like yeah it's a sort of learned coping mechanism I think is that anything to do with the time you were born, do you think? Do you believe in that kind of thing? I have or? no... I've never... I don't... I don't know. I never really thought about it. I just always associate it with having, like, quite busy parents. And so it's my learned behaviour is to do something if you're bored, I guess. But then, say, my brother, he he's really busy and really... He doesn't make stuff, but he's, like, a manager of of like a pub kind of thing and stuff or or like um, a brewery so he's really busy but he doesn't have that same outlet so I don't know if I can maybe that's my way but we're quite different people so maybe that's my way of learning off my parents and then using that to cope in the world I don't know yeah. When you're producing stuff, you're saying that you're doing it for yourself and you're giving yourself a pat on the back, well done, because yeah, you... Yeah, it's a bit lame, isn't it? Well done. No, <laughs> but no. it's like, yeah. I'm asking you because I'm interested why you need to make something for yourself and that, to what point... Is it just so that you can 
thank yourself that you can give yourself a pat on the back or is there, or is it because you're making something for somebody else to see is there another point to it I think like yeah actually sometimes it's almost I wouldn't say it's ever unhealthy I guess but there are definitely times when I I'm doing it and even like yeah in the new world of social media I'll, I, my social media is pretty much just things I make or create and I'll, and that's great and then sometimes you're like are you making this because you want to or because you want a reaction from other people and then you're just like need to think about why you're doing things not saying I do it for that reason but I do obviously get a kick out of people's reactions but then that's like showing your mum and dad what you fucking made when you were a kid so I guess it's an extension of that as well in a weird way but that's just a way of keeping yourself going and feeling like you have worth. And it's kind of interesting. I've seen people, I obviously, again, with social media, lots of people who you haven't seen for years will be like, I've been following what you do. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm just trying to cope with being a person in the world. But then, and they're like, yeah, it's really inspired me to like, to do this or get back into making or whatever. And you're like, oh, fucking great. Like, that's amazing. And that's really cool. So it's kind of nice to know that you can maybe have a bit of influence on other people's worth of themselves a little bit well that's obviously their thing but you know that's quite nice as well but uh, yeah I guess there's a whole mixture of reasons why um I just don't like being bored so it doesn't really work for me not very good at chilling out got to be busy and out of all the things that you've ever done creatively what gave you the happiest feeling or what was the happiest moment ever um so I mentioned I was born in Norfolk in like a thatch cottage. My parents, like I was actually born in the bedroom in that cottage that they've done up and they still live there now. Um, hey, you're all right, baby. You want another snack, don't you? Um, so I... You can give her one if you want. You don't look, I can just chuck it at you. You can catch it, can you, baby? Is that what you want? You hungry girl. What's her name? Freya. And what kind of dog is she? Siberian Husky. Why did you get her particularly? Um... I mean, I, I, I actually got her as a puppy, which I wouldn't normally have done, but when you live on a site, it's really hard to rehome animals because you don't have a, a home that, and a garden that ticks the box um, for a lot of rehoming places. So even though actually she has the best life in the world, uh, but yeah, actually just looked on Gumtree at puppies and she came up and then did a lot of research on huskies because you should do research the dog you're going to get. And um, yeah, best decision I ever made, actually. She's, Why? She is the most hilarious companion in the world. I literally live to wake up to have her there. She's amazing. She's like just so funny and so sassy and yeah, my favourite creature more than any human probably. She's just the best. Yeah. She's my babe. And she makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to what you're gonna say? I about yeah, so um so I did a, so my dad, yeah, he's an architect, uh, retired now, but he was one of the last architects in his office to actually be doing stuff by hand. So all his drawings were hand drawn. So when I was a kid growing up, our drawing paper would just be like massive, like A0 bits of paper with design drawings all over them. Um, so he, he like designed a little bit of an extension on the cottage and over the years I've been helping him do work on that and he's pretty much done it all himself he got like electricians to do some bits and whatever but he you know me and him did the roof together like we we didn't thatch it but we just put all the rafters and everything in there and um uh yeah done little bits done the plasterboarding in there for him and just like worked and he's literally done it so there's 
like no waste he's not had a skip or anything he's literally made sure there's exactly the right amount of osb ordered or like plasterboard or whatever he's amazing he's a fucking g he's such a cool guy um and he designed a balustrade to go in it um so it's his design and he asked me to do the metal work on it so uh it's like a year ago a year and a bit like last june i think it was um yeah we i went to their home and took my welder and we made this balustrade together and it was like just lush work we worked really well together and um it was just felt quite amazing especially working from his drawings like the ones i'd drawn on as a kid to then have the like similar drawings to make something from um and almost like learning off each other because he's never done metal work but he has an understanding of it from being a designer so it's like it was amazing just doing this project together just like full on for two weeks and yeah and then it's in the house as born in so it's that was definitely my favorite project so far and then these days while you're here in devon and while you're commuting back to where you live what's making you happy um i mean yeah learning here all the time is great and being up here with packer and i guess in between that i bring my guitar here and i practice and try and keep busy and then freya's here so we're walking three times a day and um someone's gigging at weekends and trying to keep busy it is different like because i'm here three or four days a week or for the next month i think i'll be here like full time basically apart from weekends so it is quite an adjustment because i used to do muay thai like a few times a week so thai boxing so it's like quite an adjustment in a way because there's certain things i don't have time for when i'm here um and like having a physical like outlet like uh like boxing or something really makes me happy as well um so i might try and find somewhere local now i'm going to be here for the next few weeks and try and have that outlet as well um but yeah i just it's like working learning and then having things like guitar to practice after hours when i'm up here what part of boxing do you like um it's funny because i'm i'm totally never been in street fights or i'm i've never fought with a boyfriend i'm not that kind of person but uh it's a like learning technique and having a really like highly driven focus um and the impact of it like i love training on bags i love training with people like learning drills there's something like really technical about it Uh, i don't i don't you know i've had a few fights um like organized fights but i'm not really in it for that i'm just in it for being like peak fitness lots of conditioning um i can like go to a session maybe having issues with a boyfriend or things in my mind or whatever and then part way through I'm just like it doesn't matter just feel great and just feel like hyper afterwards even though it's like 11 p.m and I've worked a whole day and then done three hours training and I feel like on fire and it's the best feeling. Is that um, physically the endorphins you're getting from exercise or is it something else? I think it's probably a yeah a mixture of that and also maybe like uh, a sort of pride that you've pushed yourself through something I, I love like pushing my body it makes me feel like really energized and yeah maybe just like happy with yourself in some strange way like um but also feeling yourself get stronger I like being strong I like being able to hold myself that's like especially as a woman perhaps that's something I want to be able to do I uh, don't like being weak in any way <laughs> so it's like um yeah being strong and able is like really important to me so has there been any time in your life when you've been stuck in a place, maybe like in Norfolk, where you could go out and do something? Do you feel like you wasted your time and now you're trying to make, you make use of every minute? 
has that got anything, to, any part of your life at all? When I was a kid, although it was beautiful where I grew up and amazing, I really was like, it was amazing as a child to grow up there. Then when I got to sort of 13, I really wanted to move away just because I couldn't get anywhere unless I got on a local bus. The last local bus home was from the nearest town, like Norwich or city, was like at half six or something. So you couldn't really go out, out. And I did feel a bit trapped for those last few years before I left home at 18. I felt a bit trapped. Then when I left, I really, like, became myself a lot more, I think, because I could have all these outlets and explore and not be living with my parents and stuff. So I feel like a lot of that time I did feel a little bit trapped. Not in... It wasn't negative, but sometimes I have a fire, like, burning inside me and it, like, can sort of take over and I, I need an outlet for it. So I used... Yeah... I guess I used to write a lot of songs, do a lot of music at that point, and maybe write a lot as well, just like free flow words and stuff. But yeah, I think there's definitely been a few moments, like I mentioned, when I've sort of been away traveling or with a boyfriend in another country or something, and I've felt like I needed to be doing something else, and I kind of didn't have a choice. And I find that excruciating. So I guess sometimes I am... I am sort of making up for those times, but also I think it's, I'm very aware of how short life can be, and if you want to fucking do something, you've got to do it now. So I'm quite obsessed with that. I also need to get the balance of, like, uh, making sure I see my friends and have a social life because I can just get into working all the time, which is when the gigging's good, because then if I'm gigging with bands, at least I'm going out, even if it's to my own gig, <laughs> but at least then I'm going out and socialising. So it's kind of trying to tick all the boxes at once and get everything done. <laughs> is there anything that has um, occurred to you while we've been talking that you think is worth mentioning that I haven't asked you? Um, to do with anything but also happiness? I don't know, really. I mean, I think happiness is like very much learning to like yourself and be comfortable with yourself. I feel like actually... Uh, you know, I was anorexic and stuff when I was a kid, which is like, which was interesting because Packer's daughter was and stuff. And in a weird way, I almost feel like it wasn't a bad thing because I had to like overcome it on my own. Or I didn't have to, but I chose to. So I think it made me quite strong and head sort of driven. Um, and also maybe accounts for why I have a lot of older friends because at that time it was like when I was 13 to 16, I kind of alienated myself from my friends because I was going through that, but it meant that I hung out with my parents a lot and we used to go to sort of exhibitions or go and hang out with their mates and whatever, and I kind of feel like maybe that's why I have a lot of older mates. Like, often I've got friends who have kids the same age as me, but I'm friends with the parents, which is great. It's like, but it's just quite funny. I've always wondered why, and I kind of account that for being one of the reasons, perhaps. Um, but yeah, like almost it's not a negative thing I think it's made me quite driven and made me aware and I feel like going through something like that which is almost like it's like the weirdest mental self-imposed disease it's so strange and it's like nice to come out the other side of that and like feel quite comfortable in your own skin which is really nice I think also keeping busy means you don't have time to even think about shit like that so you yeah I don't know it's, it's like it's interesting how these things can actually make you stronger. And like with Packer and and his like childhood and everything and the trauma of that, how that's made him who he is and he's quite fearless and just gets on with doing it. 
which so it's yeah interesting how these things that happen when you're younger can really influence your happiness in your later life do you know where your anorexia came from when you were younger yeah I mean actually I remember a comment my mum made which was not a bad comment but it obviously just when you're sort of 13 and becoming aware of your body she just said something like oh you're really lovely and rounded and as a young woman like that really was like what the fuck do you mean I'd always been quite skinny and I wasn't (laughs) like literally I was no bigger than I am now so it's like I don't know why but then I became quite obsessed and the whole like looking at magazines kind of thing and like models and then became really obsessed it was like a control thing I guess but it's strange because the whole time I could see that like it wasn't healthy and that I was skinny but I still enjoyed the control it was quite weird but it is a really strange and quite fucked up thing to go through but especially because it is like completely self-involved and self-imposed that's it's interesting You've definitely come out the other side. I think you look great. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Also, I, I literally eat more than any guy I've ever gone out with. I'm like a fucking pig. <laughs> so it's like, it's great. Yeah. It's like, I don't see it as a bad thing. It's, yeah. And how do, you stay on sto- to, uh, how do you stay on top of eating so much? Do you exercise a lot or just not worry about it? I don't really think about it. I'm quite, I, I'm vegan and I have been since I was like 13. Um, but I'm... My parents are quite whole foody, so we, you know, ate a lot of, like, healthy, like, grains and pulses and things like that. So, I mean, I just love food like that, so I'm, I eat a lot, but I eat a lot of healthy stuff. But I break the rules all the time. There are no rules. But, but yeah, I guess I, like, eat because food is fuel. I'm not really into eating complete shit. So, <laughs> yeah. And do you have a message for people listening? do what makes you happy and don't fuck about because the time is now I guess <laughs> do you want to add anything else um, no 